Hey, we're back. We are back. This is uh, episode seven. Um, but before we get into the episode, just wanted to go ahead and spend, send a special th- shout out, you know, to uh, my wife sitting across from me because today is our anniversary. Yes. Happy anniversary, babe. Now, by the time you hear this, our anniversary would have been a week ago. <laughs> we're recording the episode a little early because we are taking a much needed vacation. Yes. If y'all heard episode four, you know that we did not take off work. After the miscarriage, during the miscarriage, and now we finally get that break. So we've been blessed with some time. We are going to take full advantage of it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and thank some uh, thank some other people um, for thank anybody who's listening to episode six. Yeah. Um, we had a really fun time recording it, and we actually took it to Twitter mm-hmm. while we were listening and playing it back. And uh, shout out to Brianna and Jane uh, Jane for participating in our Twitter excessiveness. Um, if you haven't, go ahead and check that out. Uh, we won't be doing that for this episode because, like I said, we're going to be on break. Yeah, we're going to be on the beach, but we're recording it early so that there is no excuse to why y'all can't have it on the Sunday that we promised. So, yeah. Thanks, babe. No problem. All right. We're about to get into episode seven. We hope you enjoy. Now, check it out. Now, look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm so with my seeds, like. Now, check it out. Hey, this is episode seven. Hey. Of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. Just married. Good luck. Yeah. I am Randy. Hi, I'm Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> and yeah. We're happy to have y'all listening again. Thank you for tuning in to this foolishness. Today's episode <laughs> um, of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, we're going to be sharing some advice that we received on our wedding day. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a episode based off of when we first got married. Yeah. And we felt like it's important to impart some of this, this uh, information that was passed down to us down yeah. to somebody else. And not just on our wedding either, but period like <laughs> yeah this is good stuff to know yeah in general um we'll be talking about some of the assumptions that we individually had about marriage and before marriage um some things that changed once we got married because things do change yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna end it off with um some personal advice from the chapmans to anyone considering marriage or a long-term relationship and anyone engaged which i guess is considering marriage but especially those who are engaged Y'all are a lot more closer than some, and God bless you. Because you need to know what you're about to get into. Yeah. (laughs) But before we get into that, Randy is going to start us off with our love story this week. Yes. Now, if you are a love story skipper, if you're one of those people who are like, it's just so lovey-dovey and there's never any conflict or anything, I'm just going to skip right past. Don't. Because this one is for you, Skippers. Yeah. Skippers of the love story. All right, what's up? I may be banned from love stories after this. Is this not a love story? No, it is. Okay. It's a beautiful love story. Okay, so I actually found this love story weeks ago when I did my love story on episode five, but it was so sad. That I a beautiful love story, but a sad one. No, nah, love is and sad. And I just Sorry. wasn't in the spirit. I would have cried the whole time. But therapy, and I am in a space <laughs> where I can 
have this conversation with you. And share this sad information with our listeners. Yes, because these type of love stories are real. And if you are in a long-term relationship or if you're married, you're going to come into... You're going to come into a similar situation in general when it concerns life, death, love. It's just inevitable. All right. So I found this story on StoryCorps. <laughs> and it's no. Uh, what? No humans in New, New York, York. but oh I mean, God. it's cool. And yeah. it's about Beverly Eckert and Sean Rooney. Have you heard of these people? No, but I do have an Auntie Beverly and an Uncle Sean. Okay. So. <laughs> They met when they were 16 at a high school dance. Okay. And they, you know, pretty much the rest is history, right? Fast forward, and the day is September 11th, 2001. Randy. <laughs> oh, God, this is a terrible time for you to start laughing. Oh, Jesus. We ain't never going to get no sponsors. No, right, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at your authentic reaction because I don't know if people know. We really don't talk about our love stories or anything. Uh-huh. When we do these. So we just kind of come on the podcast and hope the other likes it. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm nervous for you. Go ahead. So, um, yeah. So Beverly Eckert did an interview with StoryCorps about this day and about her husband. And it was actually a beautiful interview. And like I said, I like StoryCorps because their interviews are concise and they're short. And it was like a two-minute interview. And it was just, yeah, it was touching. So, it is September 11th, 2001, and it is 9.30 a.m., and Sean has called Beverly, and he is on the 105th floor of the World Trade Center. Um, He's trying to get to the roof because it's just full of smoke, and it's really bad, and she asked him when they were speaking if it hurt for him to breathe, and he said no, but she knew he was lying, but, you know, she was like, you know, he loved me enough to lie even though she knew the truth. And so eventually, though, they stopped talking about escape routes when they realized it just wasn't going to happen. And they started talking about all the happy memories and all the things they've shared together. And at this point, he is 50. So they've been together when they were 16, since they were 16, and he's now 50. Um, so they stopped talking about escape routes and started talking about all their, their happiness together. And she let him know that she wanted to be there with him. you know. But he was like, no, I want you to live a full life. I don't want you here. I'm actually really happy that you aren't. And um, she said as they continued to talk, the smoke got thicker and he kept whispering that he loved her. And she said she wanted to, she didn't say this to him, but she said that during her interview, she wanted to crawl through the phone lines and just hold him. Um, and then suddenly she heard a sharp crack and like the sound of an avalanche, avalanche and the building started to collapse and she just kept calling his name. And she said, as horrible as that day was, she really didn't want it to end because like that morning he had kissed her before he went to work. And she knew like, she was like to her, if she fell asleep, if as long as she stayed awake, she could be like, Oh, I just saw him this morning. Mm -hmm. We just talked earlier. Um, and she knew that if she fell asleep and things that that obviously wouldn't be the case. And so she said that since, that day she has been doing her best to live her life for the both of them and that she thinks or she hopes that Sean is is proud of her and it was just really beautiful to me um that she could that she shared that because I know the interview was difficult to listen to because it wasn't it's a horrible story it's a horrible way to go um especially on 9-11 was tragic it was horrible and I know everybody who was alive during that time knows where they were during that on that day so Sadly, though, it gets worse. Um, of course. <laughs> she became an advocate for families 
attacked by 9-11, um, affected by 9-11, and was doing really great work. And do you remember, you remember, and she was doing really great work. And do you remember that conversation we had a few weeks ago when we were talking about airplane crashes and you asked me to look up, like, I was like, well, let me find out when the last fatal airplane crash happened. Yeah. And I told you about that one. Mm-hmm. She was on that flight. What? Um, and she died in the Continental Flight 3407 in 2009. She was traveling to Buffalo to award a scholarship in Sean's name. Y'all can't see my face. <laughs> but he's looking at me very, with his mouth open. So where's the happily ever after here the happily ever after is to be quite honest uh-huh shit happens no really no really shit happens but they had they loved each other and yeah. when it really came down to it that's all you got and i talked about that earlier today on my anniversary post you know we are not immune from or protected from immune to or protected from um shit happening to us and you just like all we really can do it sucks but like all we really can do is just thank god when things go perfectly well and we all end up together at the end of the night and pray that we are protected pray that we have the strength and courage to go on but i felt like in in actuality widows are a thing you know people die you know people leave unexpectedly it sucks but it happens and i i felt like it was really great to just acknowledge and honor everybody who don't have their people here um who are just trying to also keep going and maybe eventually find love as well find love again but i thought it was a real story it was very chilling to me when i first found it and i knew that i couldn't wait till september to say it and i think it would have been just not in good taste to, to do it during September 11th or during that week. So I get that. Um, but it, I've literally, I have not been able to stop thinking about this story since I read it. And I didn't even mean to read it. I I didn't read for comprehension and missed that whole heartbreaking part and just saw love story. And so I listened to it and realized, oh, this is actually really awful. But yeah, so that's the story of Beverly and Sean. Wow. Yeah. I love you. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. So I spent that whole time making faces because that's just sad. It is. That's really sad. But they loved each other. And that's good. Yeah. I. But still. If, if, I was, if I was at my last day and I knew it, it's different when you know. Like, you know yeah. there's no way. And I could call you. I would be so thankful. Like I, Like, I could just, that I would be on the phone with you. Like, that's my big thing. I've always said, you know, I get that we die, but I really want us to die together. And that's just the next best thing. Like, at least you will be on the phone with me. <laughs> like, at least I could talk to you. Oh, it's so morbid. I but know, but it happens. it happens. It happens. So I really just wanted to honor that that reality and their story and them. So that's my love story this week. Shout out to Sean and Beverly. Shout out. Rest in peace. So baby yeah you okay (laughs) wonderful you gave me an excellent excellent uh way to segue into our next topic um all right so we're gonna go from there into our our topic of the day yeah um marriage year one yeah again the name of the episode is just married good Good luck luck. uh it's kind of how everybody treated us yeah, yeah. We had a really, really great ceremony. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was, beautiful. It was a beautiful food. day. 
Yeah. Music was the shit. Best DJ ever. Yeah, I gave him a great playlist. Yeah. If you were wondering, I DJed my wedding. Yeah, but he actually worked He in just some. played. It's fine. He, he did some extra some stuff. Yes. But I told the white DJ to play Mr. Boombastic. But he Boombastic was very, not even just <laughs> the just music. Playing. He was engaging. Like, he was, he, he was. He got everybody up. And we did like a Yeah, there was one moment I hate him. For, he made us dance. He forced me to dance. For like 30 seconds. Against my will. Yeah. To T-Pain and Flo Rider. We'll post some pictures of Mikey uh, Solo. And my, because he made us both do it in a circle terrible. full of all of our guests. Dancing the apple bottom jeans. You can't say no because then you just look lame on your wedding day and everybody's wondering if you really want to be married. <laughs> so you have to do it. <laughs> no pressure. So we're going to start off with um, some advice that we, we received on our yeah. wedding day. So we wrote those down, but where are they? I got mine over here. Oh, so one of the things that we said. Let's start us off. Okay. So one of the things that we received was um, one of the big things. Uh, we were told about the three pillars of the three most important pillars to any successful relationship. Yeah. Sex, and those money. were sex. Money. And communication. Yeah. And without those three things, you would fail. If you are doing well with sex and communication and you have no money. You're doomed. If you are doing, but hey, look, it's not doomed. Really? I don't think it's doomed. I think I think the whole point of that is, ideally, you would hope that all three of those are straight. Yes. But in marriage, all three of those are not always straight. I think it was more just like they all affect each other. Yes. Your money's not right. You're probably not having sex. You're not having sex. You're not communicating. Got you. You, like more like that. I always thought that if one of them things <laughs> no. was broken, then we failed. No, babe. Or we're doomed. Because then we're then we're always doomed. Because at <laughs> no, some because point, all three of these things are not what we want them to be. True, but it but like two of them would always be good. So the point is, I think that was my interpretation. But we have two different no, interpretations. That's cool. Good. That's fine. My interpretation is those three things are important. They affect each other. They yes. impact each other. Yeah, I agree. Yes. That was that's just me though. So, but so the thing about that advice is, Randy received that advice and it passed it along to me. You yeah. know how telephone works. Like I took it and was like, oh, all right. So if we ain't he got no money, then you gonna leave it. me. That's what my therapist. Or if we're not communicating, but the sex and the guap is it's good. It's a catastrophication that we you straight. did. It's a cognitive distortion, and he completely. So if we got went. money going and we communicating, but we not having sex, you gonna leave me for another dude? That's not what that means at all. Uh, so that was one and then it's the great that one, we clarified that yes at least that. that was just my interpretation <laughs> can you read the other two and we'll just go back because i don't have the, yeah, the other one was um date oh yeah, yeah make yeah. time to go out court each other mm-hmm. um we went out real heavy since we were since we were allowed to date yes <laughs> going out was a big deal um yeah we also went to separate colleges, so we didn't get a lot of chances to like go out and do things. But during college, yeah, yeah. I wrote a lot of ideas down um, for like future date nights, mm-hmm. places I wanted to take you, things I wanted to try, just so I have something to fall back on if we ever had the time or I had the money to make it happen. So, you know, date the person that you're with. I thought and that was you, really great advice. Yeah, we did that really heavy our first year. We had Sunday date Sunday nights. date nights. Um, and it was like a thing the whole family knew about. So, hey, y'all went on your dates yet? You know, people still ask if we've gone on our Sunday date nights. They've dwindled since, but we still like do random dates we throughout date, the week. Yeah. But it's just not every Sunday. Like we used to. But we, 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 we yeah. 
<laughs> we got to talk about that? Or we can't. Well, <laughs> you know, things happen. You'll hear about it. So, um, um. <laughs> and the last advice that we got, a piece of advice, was um, to honor your spouse. Yeah. Um, just to respect and treat them like something precious. Yeah. And I do my best to honor Mikey by just heeding to our non-negotiables. That's like my, you know. That's it? That's, what you, that's how you do No, it. that's how I. That's like your guide? Yeah, it's a guide. Yes. Yeah, that's, it gives me structure. I need lists and things. Yes. And so it gives me structure. I've created a mental list of things not to do mm-hmm. to hurt you. Yeah. And I follow that list. And that's how we honor each other. So whatever honoring looks like to you, you don't have to take this advice. This is just the three things we got that made us. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Assumptions about marriage. Assumptions that we we got about marriage. So what are some things that you assumed about marriage? Well, I wrote down just one. It's technically two. But I assume nothing would change slash it couldn't get any better. So I thought we were really good when we got married. Oh, yeah. Before we got married. When we got married. That time frame. That's a thing. Yeah. And you hear all this stuff. from. We heard all these things from our mentors about how, like, hard it is and all these things. Like, all these. Like, they told us a lot of horror stories, a lot yeah. of war stories. And we were like, no. We were in a space where we thought that we were, like. We were better. Or, yeah, we had, cause like, we've been through stuff. You know, we thought that we were, like, on the other end of it. And I think every single couple, even if couples say, no, I'm, I'm like, I can receive that. No. Every single couple, in some way, when they are about to get married and when they get engaged, think that they are above it. <laughs> they really do. We did. Yeah, we and thought then, we were immune. Yeah, we thought that there were some things we wouldn't do. Now, there are some things we have not done. And I think that is because our mentors were so authentic and, like, honest honest with us. And we hope that we can, like, do that for other people, that y'all not throwing stuff in your house because you've heard that y'all, that, like, (laughs) you've heard our story. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, there are certain things. That's true. There is one less man on the planet right now who won't have something thrown at their head because of you sharing right, your story. Right, and there's one less per- I'm one less person to do something that my mentors may have done when they first got married. Yes. So, I but I assume that none of that would change and then when it started to change, I thought it would never get better and I was wrong about both. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's uh, yours? Some of the assumptions that I had about marriage, I go one of them was uh in a marriage you always have one person who will always have your back, you know, for life, no matter what. Like, <laughs> I romanticized like the fuck out of it. Like I was just like, like right or wrong, she got me. Mm-hmm. No matter what, she like right or down, like you know, like all of what That's you would toxic. think. Toxic man, look <laughs> as hell. She may not chastise me in public, however, <laughs> she'll sorry. let me know I'm wrong, and vice versa. It, it's, yeah. it's it's never yeah. It, it did not turn out to be that that way. But, yeah, it's just one of those things, like... How do you feel about it not turning out to be that way? I think it worked out for the better. Yeah. Because if it went the other way, then you were just lying. Right. Because I'm not always it. right. You're not. And I and people need to be checked. Yeah, and I do, too. Because we'd fail if we didn't. Yeah, you're supposed to get better with somebody you with. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the same person I was when, you married, when we got married. Because that would have been terrible. Because that would have been terrible. And if I would have stayed the same way... It would not. 
Oh, You'd still love me from a distance. I would love you as a divorced person. <laughs> like, I, would be like, oh, I will always love that divorced person. Like that person I divorced. Um, huh? always have a place in my heart. If Whatever. you were the exact Man, I would have been that dude that came back in your life as often as I possibly could to just. We would have probably been having an affair, but yeah. I wouldn't get back <laughs> with you. <laughs> I love that you just admitted. <laughs> we were having an affair with each other. Shout out to Randy's second husband. No. Right. <laughs> no. You heard it here first, folks. Um. Okay. What well, we thought versus <laughs> what it was. All right. Um. So what I thought. Uh huh. I thought that I'd have sex whenever I want. Oh. I thought um you'd magically start doing things you weren't doing before the engagement. Magically. Like I thought, yeah, That's I was like, once word. we get married, it was this magic pill, right? And Randy was gonna start doing dishes. <laughs> Randy was gonna start washing the tubs uh, and the sinks and the and like and it would be a joint effort. Not that she would do it for me, but just that she would do it. Yeah. But you didn't marry Cinderella. I, I didn't. I, I married Randy. You married Randy. But, but I just assumed. Yeah. I assumed. Yeah. That, you know, that that would happen. I thought um, all the things in the past would be forgiven or forgotten. And <laughs> it would be a completely fresh, magical reset. I keep using the word magical. Because that's a cognitive distortion as well. Yeah, I was dead Magical ass, like, thinking. <laughs> you got to reframe it. Wild where I came from. Yeah, I really, I thought that. Yeah. I thought I was like, okay. This is a new day. This is a new start. And, and in a way, it is. But yeah, that's not how this works. So if you are going into your marriage, this is not advice. This is just what you, the conclusion I came to. Yeah, okay. If you are going into your marriage, you are the same person walking into it, mm -hmm. which means that you're bringing in everything that you were prior to it. Yeah. And people really, I don't know why people think that that is not the case. Because marriage is supposed to be this fan, this magical thing, and it that fixes all things. But it is a magical it, thing. It is after that part, like after. But like you, they don't tell you ahead of time that oh yeah, like after this you have to like work and shit <laughs> and talk, <laughs> and you have to. And we thought we talked about. We thought we were talkers. We did think we could. And then we got married and realized we don't talk about shit. Nothing important. We have never talked about a single thing our whole relationship. That's what we realized <laughs> when we got married. <laughs> like, what's an example? I, I can't even explain it. Every single thing I do and every single thing Mikey does, because we are married, impacts each other. If I go to bed late and wake up early and I'm grumpy, that impacts Mikey's day and vice versa. If I sleep well or if I had a shitty day or a great, like every single thing we do, every choice we make impacts the other. Yeah. And that was not clear before we got married. Even when we were living together. I don't know why. I don't know why things changed like that. So what were some of the things you thought? I thought that we could do it by ourselves. Like I thought that oh, yeah, if me and Mikey, we can do this. Us against the world. Yeah. Damn, we were stupid. As hell. And I thought that it would just be us. And at the end of the day, it is, but it really does take a village. Like a marriage is like a child. <laughs> You gotta like it takes a whole person. And this child is special. Yeah, like it takes this child got issues. And I thought that it would not and so once I and I used to like grieve that, like shit, I really need help. Yeah. Or, Mikey really needs help. And I and I thought I should be able to do this. I was just really hard on myself. I was really embarrassed that like I was just struggling and I thought that I wouldn't be struggling because I've been with you for so long 
all we did was get married. You know, yeah. it should be cool. And it It was should not. be. It should like it was a lot of shit. It was a lot of shoulds, and I'm gonna get to that. But um So that's what you thought. Yeah, and it wasn't but it's not it's okay that it takes a village. Like once I realized that it, you know, they're gonna hold your not not just choose your side either. They're gonna hold you accountable. Like my mom was like, Stop throwing shit. My sister's like, You can't keep coming over here every time y'all argue. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> like stay home and figure this shit out. You know, um or just just there for our miscarriage. Like that's a village. We couldn't have just been at the house. Yeah. You know? Like we couldn't have been just been at the house. And um yeah, so that's what I that's what I thought versus what it was and what it was for me it turned out that marriage just wasn't some magic pill no you know it, and it's it, not fair but um but it it's a situation it's an institution you know built for you to take a hard look at yourself mm-hmm. and your partner like i st- I look at you in a different light i look at myself in a different light because we're supposed to be building something over a lifetime together um yeah and we're supposed to work on ourselves as individuals and as a team Right. So when I thought that marriage was like a reward for our hard work, it actually turned out to be the hard work, the actual hard work. <laughs> yeah. And not a reward. The reward is like, I we'll mean, there will tell you when we get there. During our first year of marriage, I would wake up like, like if it was midnight, I'm like, okay, I'm still married. <laughs> like what? we did the day, like I was married. Today. Okay. You know, yeah. like we survived. We made it through. Yeah. We're going to get real. into why that was it in a second. That's real. That's real. Um, All right. So what changed everything you when we got married? Everything. Like sex changed. How we talk to each other changed. We have never argued so much. Like for real. Like yeah. hood, ghetto, acting in parentheses, in quotes, your color, in somebody's apartment. Just completely different people crazy before we got married because and that gets into the other like the next segment we talk about our triggers and traumas but like um, okay well i guess i'll just combine that but for me i was very triggered by i was triggered by sex and i love sex but when we were in college we were we weren't seeing each other that often or we were but like you know not like how couples who, we who were go to the same each other school. On what long weekends? Breaks, yeah, long spring um, breaks. I had two spring break. breaks, fall breaks, Christmas break, Thanksgiving, yeah. and then throughout the year we fly up randomly on a weekend over the months. And when you are far apart and you're missing each other, and y'all come together, it's passionate. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's hot all it's, over the place. Yeah. Lord Jesus, it's hot. It's good. The face you just made. <laughs> and you send in these text messages and emails mm-hmm. when you're not in these dirty pictures, when you're not um together, talk about all the shit you're going to do when you finally can get together. Yep. And then you get together when you're married and you're just like, I'm tired. You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and not Randy, just... <laughs> I'm not going to throw you under the bus. And I love not you. Just, it would be above you to throw me under I'm the not, bus. I'm not going to throw you under the bus. Um, and not just that, like not just being tired, but I realized I was struggling with this, um, with control. I realized I had a control issue and it was triggering. And sex was triggering me because I just felt like, I don't know how to explain this. We would have sex when I wanted to, period. Right. That yeah. was like always, or we would have sex when we both felt like it, if that makes sense. Right. 
like we knew that we were having sex when we saw each other in college because we only got two days. Yes. We about to sex it up. We don't have to, we'll talk. We'll talk when I leave, you know, or when you leave. Yes. And, or when I want it. But when we got married, I also had to realize there are some times when Mikey wants to have sex when I'm not thinking about it. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, all of the times. <laughs> and it was weird for me to be like, "Oh, you want to have sex right now?" I planned on like reading this book or like <laughs> I wanted to like go somewhere. I don't want to have sex right now. We've been apart. Like it was really difficult for me to um reconcile with that and then you would get upset or not even get upset but you'd be like it was very clear you weren't happy no with the rejection or being right now right and i didn't receive that because i'm just like he's just another nigga that won't control over me but nope you know like (laughs) (laughs) i ain't yeah that's it man Uh, (laughs) but then i had to realize and I'm getting into the third thing, so I guess I get into what I got right. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, just, so then I had tr- okay, so then I had to realize. Um, then I realized, like through talking to other people, it takes a village, right? Yeah. And and just my own type of research and thing. I'm, I just want to like know what other couples are doing. Like, what the fuck? How y'all getting over this? And I realized I want Mikey to be just as fulfilled as I am in this this relationship and marriage, especially if we can't divorce. And I really love having sex with him. And he really loves having sex with me. Even though it didn't feel like it. Even though it didn't feel like it. But it didn't feel like it because I wasn't communicating that. Because I was also dealing with my own anxieties about how do I look wanting sex right now? This is a weird time to ask for sex. Like, I was just. It's never a weird time to ask for sex. I felt like I was lacking social cues. I was thinking about all these women that Mikey had slept with previously. And I'm like, for whatever reason, not measuring up. Though he has never made me feel this way. These are all all. these things in my head that I had never communicated. Weird thought process. And I was just feeling very (laughs) pressured to perform. Like, I was just a hot ass mess that first year on top of the fact i feel like you're trying to control me and <laughs> no your but neck then, roll trying to control you <laughs> but then right. um I, i'm gonna wrap it up but then um I, I just realized i wanted him to feel just as fulfilled and i like having sex so one of the things i did was hey so hey for now on when you want sex i'm just gonna say yes you know period like, I don't even care. Like, I, at one point, one of my good friends called me. Hey, Shani. She called me, and we're talking, and then Mikey just starts undressing me. I'm like, oh, wait, shit. Shani, I got to call you back because we're about to have sex, and it was great. And then I called her back. And um, <laughs> But times. it's been really nice for me to really What a time control. to be alive. That yeah. was a great period in this marriage. Yeah. And I, it was a, it was great for me to relinquish control that way. Yes, it was. Um, just to give myself a break, trying to control every goddamn thing, but but also to consent because the only type of sex there is is consensual sex. If you didn't know, true shit. Um, even if you're into that sub dom thing, which we kind of do, you still, still have to consent. you still have to consent. But yeah, so it just that's what I feel like I got right. I communicated that to you. I finally stopped keeping this shit in my head, and I relinquished control in a way I thought was best for me and it was very helpful yeah. and then sex stopped feeling like a chore i feel like this thing i feel like you were trying to control and i realized there is power in submission it yeah is, there is it is you feel powerful baby i do you're gonna feel powerful tonight like, <laughs> so stupid I, I mean well i you know we there, there are so many things to list um yeah one of the things that i i came to realize was um are you doing your triggers and problems? yeah my triggers oh, okay um, I was made aware of how problematic my passive nature was. 
Mm. You know, I like to handle things the way I like to handle them when I like to handle them, which again is fine when you are at a distance from somebody. Um, yeah. You have to learn to work with the way other people work when you get married. Um, and if you haven't been as close on up to the marriage, then you wouldn't know what exactly that looks like. Um, even people who live together years before they actually get married, things still change afterwards. You know, we had been very close. We talked every day. We communicated to the best of our knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, all, every day for most of our lives. And then I'm struggling to get across like certain messages. Yeah. And, you know, I, I start to realize that I'm getting frustrated and struggling to communicate things to you. So I just be like, you know, I just let it go. I brush it off or I, I you know, I just was, I was terrible at a lot of and stuff. you weren't good at it. I wasn't it was good at clear. acting like there you was. Were lying. Yeah. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lie. Lying sucks. Now, <laughs> another thing I, I was tricked, I was made aware of the fact that I wasn't perfect. I had yeah. this thing built in my head where I thought I communicated everything perfectly. I go through everything like, like, like a six point plan. Like I explain everything so very well. And I thought that explaining things meant that I was communicating things the right way, but that's not at all how this works. No, There's supposed to be like some feedback. There's supposed to be some you give, I give, you like we we go back and forth with it, and it wasn't that no. at all. Um, it was really rough. <laughs> I thought everything was perfect as long as I was showing, you know, that I could put in effort. Mm-hmm. That I was put like I'm like I'm trying here, you know, so this means something, and this should be enough for you, type of thing. Like I'm trying so hard, but you, me trying to communicate to you in a way that doesn't come across to you at all because this isn't how you communicate doesn't help either one of us. Right. I'm getting tired thinking that I'm doing something and you not recognizing it. You looking at me like he's killing himself for no reason at all because that's yeah. not what I need from him. You were very rigid. I was. You were like, he was, ve- and Mikey's not a rigid person. Not I'm at all. usually the very, I need lists, I need order. And Mikey's like, let's just be free and, <laughs> and let's just, what? let's just let things be. And it's, it's great. It was like, I was a very go out. with the. But he was not. He was type. just very like, well, maybe you don't feel better because you don't want to feel better. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I said that one time. <laughs> and I don't, very, I don't think that me saying that was the wrong you thing were to say. Rigid. It was just in the wrong time. It was not the, like, you just weren't. You were just very rigid all of a sudden. You like had this this list of rules you were trying to follow. I became very serious. Yeah, you. That's the word. I did. Like you were like because marriage was a very serious thing to me. I yeah. was like, I, I can't. I can't you play don't want to mess it up. I yeah. can't go with the flow with this. I gotta. I gotta let her know was, how I'm feeling. I'm I gotta, like, you are like, not a Baptist it. preacher, Negro. I felt like one. Get your life. Because God's. <laughs> I didn't marry a Baptist preacher. You did. I married Mikey, I and think, I wanted you to be. Like yourself, and you was just hard. It was just like a rock. I'm like, calm down. I'm, I'm telling sorry. you to get your life. <laughs> when it's usually you who have to pull me off the ledge. It was a weird ass first year. It felt like being in the twilight zone. We got a lot of stuff wrong. The yeah, first year. we did because we were. I think we got a lot of stuff wrong because we were fighting the fact that we were getting a lot of stuff wrong and we just kept trying to find ways, like you said in the last episode, to win. We're going to prove this mentor wrong. We're going to prove that couple wrong. When yeah. We really should have just threw in a towel way before we did. <laughs> and been like, you know what? We're fucking up. Let's stop fucking up. How do we get out of that? <laughs> I don't know. Really? How do we yeah. get out of that? What well, did we get right about that? <laughs> I think we started 
doing the opposite of what we were doing. I stopped being so rigid. And then I think it, it all came to, there was a big argument, obviously. That big fight. Yeah. And things just, and we, we, we sat down. About. Yeah. We talked about everything mm-hmm. like leading up to that point. I, I swear to God, I have like legit coming to God moments where like out of nowhere, I get this clarity that cannot be explained. And for one shiny moment, I recognize everything that I'm like really doing wrong from a completely different perspective. Yeah. So I was so prepared to like argue my point down and, and explain to you and explain at you how I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I need you to recognize that. And I took a deep breath getting ready to say that. And I felt like God slapped me and said, nigga. <laughs> Don't say whatever foolishness is going to come out of your mouth. Say this. The and Holy then Spirit. he like put me on mute. The Holy Spirit. And then started talking. Yeah. And I just, I was like, oh, that's what I was trying to communicate. To like, you. I think it came down to the point. Mama asked me, we went out to lunch, just me and mama. And I, I think this is for me what I, when I started to see a change in you, she was like, hey, you know, we were at this Mexican restaurant. She's like, how are you, Mikey? And I was like, well, Mikey's good, but I don't think he likes me. <laughs> I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't think up. he likes me. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, we're still married, but like, I don't think he actually like likes me as a person or as a wife. <laughs> and I went home. Cause and we were arguing about, about everything. It. Yeah. And, and we I hadn't told, told you, each other anything good that the other person has done nothing, for like, nothing like some weeks, maybe nothing. some months had passed before I like, you said something positive yeah about the other person like we we like, said i love you we've yeah. said like good and things you. we like, were having sex and stuff but it was just neither like, one of us knew that we were doing anything right because all we were talking about was what each of us was doing wrong right and i went home and i told him about it and i was like yeah she asked me how you were and i was like yeah but i don't think he likes me and i did, i say that because me and mikey also ironically talk how we do on the podcast and with in general this is how we talk to each other yeah. I, we, we talk about and by this point of marriage, we realized we talked about everything. Now we finally get it. But, uh, <laughs> and he was like, what? I was offended. Yeah. Man, look, I, anybody like, who Randy. knows me, anybody listening to this who doesn't know me, Randy is my favorite person yeah. on this planet. Like, I, even when we're not, I don't like anybody more than Randy. Like, I just, that's just, Randy is so fascinating. Randy is so many things that y'all will learn about her as, like, as we make more episodes and as you like reach out to her and y'all, we talk and things like that. But I was, I was upset. I got really, really pissed in that moment at myself because yeah. I realized that I have been doing something that made her realize or made her think for a second that I don't like her. Yeah. I thought that reiterating to, to the person that you love, that you love them every day was enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then doing small things here and there to show them that you love them is enough. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's more than that. You Like sometimes you have to actually let the person know that you do like them. I like, like it's around you. And I liked like, you before I loved you. Yeah. And he had to give me this whole speech. And it was the nicest thing he had said to me in so long. And because I was I just cried. Her. I think I just I was like, I'm so tired. Yeah, of like fighting we with tired. you. Yeah. And I just cried. Because I was so point, happy what, that no, he Because no, you were there were some days where you were in your car. And you didn't want to come inside. Yeah, I was sitting. And when car. I heard that, I got pissed too. Yeah, I was like, you were, you were afraid to come home. Because Not even you afraid. This I was the... just like, because I know when I get in here, it's gonna be another fight. Something stupid. Something somebody. And what said was crazy wrong. about that is, Tone. I would take the long way home some days yeah. for the exact same reason. Like yeah. I'd be like, I'm gonna take 285 instead of yeah 85. Stuck today in traffic and just happy about it. Blast! I was sitting in the car. I called somebody. 
I stay late after work. I had a 15 inch sub in my car and I just blasted on the highway in the middle of yeah. people all day. And I yes. wouldn't come home. I was just like, because if I'm not at home, we, we are really nice to each other through text. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just text. Maybe we only work long distance. We did great in college. You used to say that all the time. I, said, I used to get so offended. Like I, maybe we're only good from far away. I was. I really thought like that that's maybe, impossible. We live together now. We gotta we, be good at this no. right here. I was like, maybe we're one of those couples who sleep in separate rooms and who do these things and they stay married because they that live in a guest house. No. And we fixed that really quickly. I think those are like some eye-opening moments. Yeah. Me reaching out to the village, like, yeah, I don't think he does, and then like communicating that with Mikey and realizing I was wrong and vice versa. And he was like, if you ever feel like that again and we're arguing, just ask me, do you like me? And then I'll like tell you that I do. <laughs> and I've yet to have to have that conversation with you because we don't. No. Yeah. Because I like you. Yeah. I like you like you. I, I know. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. So Chapman advice to couples. We're just going to give one thing. Wait, we just talked a lot about what we got wrong. No, we said what we got right. Mm-hmm. We talked to the we went to the village and we came home and we communicated. Oh, I ain't seen no? mine then. Oh, what did you get right, baby? Well, well, I think that talking about shit goes a long way. I mean, everything. Everything. Um, I speak to married couples or strangers in passing about relationship stuff through my job a lot. And a lot of these older people share stuff that you and I have talked about a long time ago. And they share it like it's new information. These people are in their 50s, 60s. Yeah. Old. Like, a lot older. And they're always surprised that I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm always surprised that this is like new information to them. Mm. Spoke to a guy yesterday and he was like, yeah, you know, um, I'm 13 years married. This is my second marriage. I'm 73. Um, yeah, oh, he was like, guy. you know, it I took me a minute to like realize like, you know, sometimes she's going to want to do stuff I don't want to do, but I should still do it with her because I should be supportive and I should do it with a smile even though I don't want to do it. So now I do think, I was like, and you had to go through one 20 year marriage to get to this 15 year marriage to figure out what, yeah, to get to, to however far you did to get to the point where you are now realizing that that's what support looks like to your partner. They don't have a village. Nah. <laughs> they not talking to nobody. And she was like, yeah, I wanted him to get all his bullshit out before he got with me. And so now, now oh, like, no. man, they were two very honest old people. They were a little racist. That's the only way to be. But Aww. it was all right. They were, they struggled. No, don't. I, don't not, do I mean, like it's, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, and Mikey is saying, so like, I don't know if people know this, but 2017 was hard. We're going to have another episode about that in the future. But he started driving Lyft. Um, yes, my other job. Yeah. At, um, during the summer. We had a to help us out. And Lyft every now and then he does it to bring some extra money in the house because he's great. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so that we can take this vacation we're about to have. So thanks, baby. You're welcome. So, yeah, if y'all are wondering how he meets these couples. Shout out to Lyft. <laughs> we will You know, actually, a lot of educators money. do that. Oh, it's, we a, ran it's into a necessary. Our third grade teacher, we, like, ran into people who, like, drive Lyft. Like, they just got off work from working 8 to 4. That like, yeah, I got to work from sense. 4 to 12 now. It doesn't make any sense that people with full-time jobs have to do that with full-time jobs that don't pay minimum wage it really doesn't that's another episode though. okay so <laughs> okay. um okay are you so chapman advice for people who are considering getting married okay what you, you got oh you want to go first yeah okay. you go first my one advice is 
Remove the word should. Just take it out. Should is evil. Should mm. is evil. Listen to me. Listen. Linda. <laughs> Linda. Listen. Linda. <laughs> Sandy. Listen. Randy. Remove should. It is so wrong. It's, and I realize we said that a lot our first year of marriage. We had a lot of expectations. We had dated for so long. We have been having sex for all these years. We did all these great milestones and had all these revelations and things. And so you should know how I feel. Or you should know this is triggering. Or you should know I want you home. Or you should know I want you out the house. Yeah. Or you, <laughs> you should know I need. <laughs> You should know I need time. And that's so evil to think that because even though we are married, we've been married now for two years, um, you change every day. Something you liked last year is not something you like this year or something you like more or something you realize you need in moderation. You know, or like we are ever changing. And I think it's so I think it takes so much time out of healthy like communication and just loving on each other when you constantly thinking about all these things they should know. Now it's different when you say a non-negotiable, like if you cheat, you You should should know know that that shit is like, that's not, we've just, we've explicitly discussed this. You talking about those moments where you were like, you should know how I was feeling when I didn't tell you how I was feeling. Cause I assumed you knew what I was We've had a similar argument before. This happened. Yeah. But no, it's not fair it's because not. something that pissed me off last week could just make me sad this week. And those are two very different emotions. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the same, but they're different. They, they incite different reactions. Or something that you let go last week could now incite a right yeah. this week. You know. Because of something else at work yeah. that had shit to do with you. But yeah, really remove should. And I wish we did that earlier. We like we really realized that should is just another word for expect. You need to remove that too. But yeah. um, it really hurts the relationship and you walking around fuming about shit somebody should have known or shouldn't have known and it's not fair. So having expectations so, without having communicated anything. Standards. Yeah. Have the standard. Set standards. Don't have expectations. unrealistic expectations. Or expectations. Just communicate. I don't know. I expect you to, you to know, what? love me forever. Even when you don't love me. Uh, okay. Is that... No. Take should out of the. <laughs> I love you. Man, you should kill yourself. All right, that was, all right that's fine. That's fine. All right. Uh, mine would be for anybody considering marriage. Um, I was thinking more like for like men. Okay. But um, don't think about the short term. You need to have a long term plan for your partner, your family, and your life in general. Why men? Um. This could be for either. This is just because this was my thinking. I wasn't thinking about these things. Okay. Until I got advice from some of my male mentors, like, you know, like, have an idea of something that you're supposed to be aiming towards. Because um, you need to be working towards something. Uh, don't do this shit if you think it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Um, there will be rain. <laughs> there will be rain. There will be rainy days. Uh, you know that new edition song. Um the wedding will be great. <laughs> You'll have gifts and all that shit. Um, people will cry. Pictures will be taken. You'll look your best. You will. You'll get plenty of likes and comments on Facebook. And Instagram. But after that's done, no one's going to be around you. And no one is going to live with you except the person you got married to. Yep. So that is the only person you can lean on. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you got. 
and your village and your village to be like sometimes they don't freaking answer there are sometimes i'll call but you need that sometimes and I'm sometimes like, you need to know that you don't always right. have your village get sent the voicemail so they got a whole other life and they're not the ones that's married yeah basically yeah and if they are they got their own marriage man think about those things those are important things yeah well we hope that that helped somebody Lord. somebody there is no way to do a whole year of marriage in an hour podcast. Not at all. But we invite you to like send us messages. Yeah. Tweet. Please. Send something. <laughs> on, hey, man, I be on Twitter now. That one time after that day we did that thing. Mikey. I liked it. It was fun. If people ask me stuff, I will answer. Ask me any foolishness and I will answer. I know. I would or email us. Blackmail marriage email. Man, share some stories. Something. Yeah. All right. But yeah, because it's really hard to do it in an episode. But we would love to put some stuff out there. So yeah. if you have any questions, we'll answer. Um, so yeah, that was that was our main topic. Yeah, that was a lot of our year one. It was. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anybody out there. If you're listening, tag us in some photos of you and your significant other, your partner, and um. Tag us in the pictures of y'all on some sort of getaway. Because um, we're about to get out of here. Tomorrow. And we would love to see some representation. Um, now that we've... you've heard, When you're hearing this, we just got back. Yeah. Show us what it looks like when y'all go out. What does it look like when y'all are doing you? Um, and we, we may like screenshot and repost some things. Yes. Share us um, some stories of some things that you've learned from past to present relationships that helped you moving forward. Because we still need some encouragement. Yeah, because we, we just think you're two homes. We don't have kids yet. Mm-mm. and Or like not here. Mm-mm. and Our credit scores haven't completely plummeted yet. They're on the rise. So like we don't really know real brokenness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Share. Um, all right. Let's move on to one of my favorite segments. This is fight or flight. <sighs> fight or flight. Okay, it's my right. turn. Yes, it is. So our fight or flight segment, I bring an irritation that I have with Randy to the table. Randy has to decide whether or not she wants to fight it, um, argue her point, or if she wants to just fly and apologize. Okay. Um, I thought of this one at the last minute. I know. I saw you looking at I me trying triggered. to figure out what to say. I'm not. I'm lying. I was going to say I'm not triggered by you often. <laughs> I don't have a lot of complaints about you often, but that would be a complete lie. total lie. But I love you. Because he says he likes me, but y'all, let me tell you. I do like you. But you you, you could be a lot sometimes. I know. I'm just trying to match your lot. No, it's different. It's, it's completely different. Your lot is terrible. My lot is fine and great. Um, oh. So it's my turn. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have the mic. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Um... Let me start off first by saying I love you. I don't. Okay, good. You You have this habit, Randy, of not trusting the first, (laughs) second, (laughs) or third thing I say when I say something. Um, Now, while I am not as rigid as I once was, when I say something, I do mean it. Um, I've been practicing for years not lying to you. Mm Mm-hmm. It was very hard because I was a habitual liar and I enjoyed lying. Yes. It was a sport to me. You would ask me questions and my first answer would be a lie. Then I'd be like, no, wait, here's the truth. Yeah. There was a time you said, did you brush your teeth this morning? Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't. And you know, like every, t- it In just college, happens that y'all, way. He was nasty. I wasn't nasty. I just did things at later times and nasty. people should have sometimes. You, <laughs> you can kiss. Anyway, 
Um, so I practice fear is not lying to you. So when I tell you something and repeat it, <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> I'd like to be that to be the end of it. That is that is that is my 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 irritation here. If I say yeah, I'm fine with eating Chipotle for the 35th time this month. <laughs> I meant that. So if I say yeah, no, it's okay. We can go get a Chipotle and it'll be okay. No matter how many times we've had it. Don't ask me five more times. I've already said yes. Example. Oh, God. Time is now. What is it? It's like one o'clock in the morning, right? We just got back from Walmart. (laughs) We went shopping for some last minute stuff for this trip. And Randy was trying on some shawls. And Randy, when she tries things on and when she's doing anything, hands me things to hold. I had some playing cards that I was going to buy in my hand. Randy gives me her wallet. She gives me her phone. She gives me her jacket. Randy is trying on these little shawls, and I'm still <laughs> holding all these things. Now, it's really, really late at night, ladies and gentlemen. We are walking to the car. No, we're not. No, no, no. We're walking to checkout. We check out everything. We're at the checkout line, and I'm tired of holding these things. We've just bought everything, and we're turning to go leave, and I throw the things in the bag. I was like, I got it. I'll carry the stuff. Randy looks, and is like, oh, you forgot the cards. I said, oh, shit. Let me go. And then Randy is like, go ahead and scan it. And me, I'm thinking to myself, like, we he just got some free cards. I was like, no. I don't even want to pay for these things no, no more. I deserve these cards. Big ass camera. Point it right at me. However, <laughs> I ain't seen that. Anyway. And. The know. problem here is I didn't do it on purpose. Mm. It's late at night. I'm tired. And I just wanted to throw the things in the bag so I could carry it for you as we left. Randy said, did you not. See the cards in the middle? I no. said, no, I completely forgot. They were sandwiched in between the phone and the wallet that I was forced to hold. Oh. We're walking out the store, and Randy, you can see the wheel turning in her head. <laughs> and even though we just settled this, and I've now paid for the cards that, you know, because I had the money to pay. It's not, that, it's not about that. I would pay for them. I completely forgot that they were in my hand. Randy says, are you sure that you didn't know that they were in it she asked us a second or third time and i have answered again i was like no but i really didn't know that they were in there i'm sorry you know i i had the money for it obviously i'm, I'm sorry i just really didn't remember that the cards were there because it kind of just seems like <laughs> you put right. them in the bag even though you had paper. i was like randy i love you but i didn't know the cards were there I just think it's kind of strange that the cards were in between. I was like, Randy, they were slipping out of. I put them in there to keep them still. Are you so done? Anyway, no, I'm not done because you still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as we sit here right now, she still believes that I'm trying to steal. I just them. want my time. I want <laughs> my fine. time. On so, Randy, mic. I want to know why you don't respect me. <laughs> I tell you the truth. <clears throat> After the fifth and sixth and seventh time, if I say it, I mean it. I would like for you to trust me. Okay. I feel some type of way. Okay. I want you to start believing me again. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what you going to do, Randy? I am going to talk to you. Oh, so okay. one. So are you, So you're fighting. I am doing both. Okay. 
We do that a lot. We do fight and flee. And then lot. run away. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. Go ahead. So, first of all, like Mikey said, we have been ripping and running all day. It's our anniversary. Mm-hmm. We've been doing things. We've been Happy busy. anniversary, baby. Happy anniversary. And all day I've been passing Mikey my stuff, you know, and things. And he has yet to put the wallet and my phone in a bag. He usually passes it back to me and he'll take the bag or I'll keep the bag and we keep it moving. All what day. other point today did we have a bag we and your wallet and your phone? The liquor store. We went to You had your wallet after the liquor store. No, we went to not Target. We went to we stopped. Yeah, I did have both your things after other after places. Target. That's true. Yes. And you gave them so the routine, even not even today in general, you always give these things back to me in my hand so I can hold them. Or you yes. keep them in your pocket. But normally that's only if I ask you. To keep it. That's only if I ask you to keep it. Okay. So, to me, it looked like you realized... I really do think that you didn't know that you had those cards. Oh, okay. Until <laughs> you put them, right, <laughs> put them in the... When you started to... you, It's like you realized... You didn't realize that you were just going to put it in the bag. I do believe that. Uh-huh. And you put it... Then you like put it in the bag and you realize there are three things. We both realized at the same time. I think. I never looked in the bag. We both realized it at the same time telling you what I saw. Okay. And you were just going to be, you were like, well, okay. And I was like, no. <laughs> you're going to pay for that. <laughs> because you're not about to get locked up over no goddamn deck of cars before my trip. You think I was not going to go to Florida? You did not know that I was going out you? You not know that I deserve this trip and you deserve this shit. Oh, so that's you what you're worried about. It was no, don't jail. put it on me. It about me. You so want to spend your night sure you over some deck of cars? You just got to have, though we have some already at home because they're gold. Grand larceny still in a pack of cars. It don't matter. You okay. about to ruin this trip. Yes. I catastrophized. Okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you about to ruin this trip. So that's cars. where your mind went because you thought that I was trying to steal some cards from Walmart. Yes. Okay. So that's why I was like, listen, if you did want to steal them, communicate that to me. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me? Don't play me out here like you're trying to play Walmart. Uh-huh. I'm your wife. Well, see, that's the thing, though. When you're committing a crime, you can't anyway, let somebody no, know sometimes because no. you know. But we've re- realized that in our first year of marriage, we got to talk about everything. That's you should have went that's in true. saying, like, hey, babe, I'm making this hard. Which is the point. So if I was I trying to steal you something, playing me. I would have t- Don't be playing me <laughs> trying to treat me like these Walmart employees. Okay. Now you now pay for the cards. Got you. That's what I was. Okay, so we have now concluded <laughs> that I wasn't. Okay, you weren't stealing. Cards. And also. So why you asked me 10 more times? Because I really thought that she was playing me. I was like, Mikey is not about to be out here trying to steal no cars. Why don't you believe me when He's I tell you things? I do believe you. Do you? I do. What I think also, Mike, is that you say something to me, and I know you say, well, that's just what your interpretation is. You say something to me, but your face to me does not match some of the things you say. When you tell me you're fine, what? you don't look fine. The same way you look at me when I tell you nothing's wrong. Are you sure, babe? Are you sure? Fight or flight Man. next week. Hint, hint. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure? Babe. Oh, I'm going to fight that. Babe. Babe. Go ahead, man. Make a point. Are you sure? <laughs> and so. <laughs> Make your point. And so what I'm saying is you say something to me, but then your face says two different things. And women, let me tell uh-huh. you. What about women? We are. Oh. 
really good. Really? Okay, good. That's a great way We're to qualify good. it. You're good at? Reading faces. Mm. It Tell is like good. scientific proven things. I Basically, women are much more likely to catch something mm. in somebody's face okay. than a man. That's interesting that you would say that. I will find that article. Okay. And tell you about it. Got you. So I apologize that I upset you and it, okay. and it made you feel insulted. Okay. But y'all, <laughs> let me tell you something about Paul Chadwick. <laughs> what about Let me you? tell you something about Mikey. Uh-huh. I don't know the statute of limitations on theft, First so we're not going to get too sh- deep sh- into that. <laughs> okay. Cut that out. I ain't never but stole nothing in my life that didn't like belong to me. He ain't out here. He ain't never been out here. I ain't never he been out here. 15, 16, 17, 18, 18. Yeah, it's past the statute. It's whatever. <laughs> out here showing out. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so excuse me for thinking you was having oh, so you a flashback. Like a little flashback. <laughs> like I need to steal <laughs> one more thing. You need to be 17 again because you two years married Got going you. on 50. Okay. So I apologize. I love you so much. I love you too. I'm gonna blow your shit up one of these days on this <laughs> podcast. I, I accept your apology. Sounds to me like you are flying because yes. you recognize that you are wrong, dead wrong, in this instance. And um, I am right. I love you. I love you too. PDA. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it short. You know, Kira gonna leave us. She gonna sign off. We got to keep it to you. You got sixty seconds. You go first, baby. Three, two, one, go. Our anniversary just passed about an hour ago, and you got me bookshelves, and you paid for me to get my nails and toes done. Yes, I and did. I would have not, I would have done any of those three things ever for myself <laughs> because it all costs so much to me. And all I'm thinking about is the next bill that I got to get paid or whatever. So thank you so much. I've always wanted to have bookshelves. I have all these books that are like on my desk, and they're bunched and things, and I really appreciate you. Building these IKEA shelves that recommend two people build them, and <laughs> it was just a really nice setup. It was beautiful. I feel like such a girl with my toes and nails done. And I'm about to be on this beach with my Hennessy popping. You got me some alcohol too, cause you love me. I do. But we got we getting back to eating right, y'all. So like minus these four days, we back on it. Forgive us, Reagan. We love you, but just give me four more days. But yeah, thank you, baby. You're welcome. You are very welcome. Thanks. Mine is the same thing. <laughs> Our anniversary just wrapped up an hour and one minute ago. Mm-hmm. And I got like the coolest little decanter, whatever the fuck that is, for um my brown alcohol. For my whiskey. It's fancy. Yep. It's this really nice bottle of the crown because you know I live and die by crown who will one day sponsor this podcast. I'm putting that energy out there. We will have a crown sponsored something. Um, and I don't know what to say. I feel like an adult. I feel like a grown like man with my little, my little fancy, you know, alcohol thing. And she, and it got like bullets that when you freeze them, they turn into ice and you could put them in your drink. They're like steel <clears throat> bullet yeah. shaped ice cube. It's, I love it. So thank you very much for that. Um, you remind me every year how much we're growing and how far we've come and you pay attention. I want to travel the world. I want to do stuff with you. I want to see things with you. And it's like shaped like a little globe. It has like the ship in the middle and our anniversary, our first, um, after our wedding, we went on a cruise Mm -hmm. and it was one of the most fun cruises (laughs) that you've ever been on. You love to talk about how exciting it was, how full of life it was. And it, it was, it was great. Look, 
the cruise painful. was really chill. And when I look at my little boat inside my little ball, I think about how chill that was and one of the happiest times of my life, with, which is my wedding. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Welcome. Great to gift. Very thoughtful. So now as soon as we get off this mic, I'm going to get like another gift, right? So. <laughs> I can't stand you. What? Okay. So <laughs> thank you all for listening. Thank you. Be sure to check out our website. Uh, com. Yes. And also, winners will be announced. Winner will be announced for their giveaway tomorrow. So this podcast is going up on the 29th. Y'all are going to find out who got the gift on the 30th. We'll mm-hmm. email the person and also give them a shout out on social media. And the next episode, we'll give them a shout out. Yes. And the only way you're eligible for giveaways and prizes is if you subscribe to our newsletter. So do that. <laughs> Yes, so go to our website and do that. Thank y'all. And Oh yeah, follow us on social media if you haven't already on Instagram. We are Black Millennial Marriage on Facebook at Black Millennial Marriage and podcast. on Twitter. Oh, sorry. Facebook is Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. Yes. My wife just wanted to make sure I covered that. Because thoroughly. I was I've been saying it wrong. Uh-huh. The Okay. Yes. And on Twitter we're Black Mill Mayor Pod. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And Google Play. And all of your favorite downloadable podcast apps. So if you're not yet tired of my voice, and you also find my wife's voice appealing, like I do, go listen to stuff and subscribe and shit. Yes, and comment. Five stars, please. Five stars only. Not please. Five stars only. Only please. Mm-mm. Please only. Okay. It's the southerner in me. We really appreciate it. If you would leave your thoughts or just rate us. There are a lot of people who just rated us and haven't commented. That's fine. But we love when you comment and then we will share it on the podcast. But if you have any constructive feedback you'd like to give us, please email that to us because we want to make this as good as we can. Yeah. We are big on improvement or things you want us to keep doing. Just let us know. Yes. So thank you again for listening. Be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. What I'm saying, we could go deeper. I take it, I take it, I take it. You take it. I take it, I take it, take it. I take it. You take it, I dug it. We're good, so yo. I hope you love it. I love it. I got no upper, but none above it. I focus on what the funk is. Don't know what's so fierce. I'm sipping time.